Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Brent Chappell, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so I've, my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Dan Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? A little bit deflated. Oh, no, we've, we've had a big win. We'll, we'll talk about that one later, boys. But, yeah, lockdown, I, as you know, I've been brewing some beer and I ended up tapping a nice Pacific Ale yesterday. Still forced carbonating it at the moment, so I haven't tasted it yet. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. When will that be ready, chaps? Um, maybe tomorrow. I reckon I'll be ready to put it put in the fridge for 24 hours. Um, got to force carbonate it on and off for 12 hours, so you got some nice bubbles in there. Otherwise, it's flat. The first one I did was flat. I didn't do it enough. So yeah, you learn as you go. Well, this party when we get out of lockdown at your place is going to be epic, chaps. Beers on the table, <laughs> for sure. South American food, cerezos or whatever. Can't wait. Curries. Charcoal. Chorizos. I love it. So just before we move on, you might have noticed that we're doing quite a few articles for rabbitosradio.com.au. So we'll share some of those on the episode webpage. So it's just so we can make our website an alternative to rabbitos.com.au, the main one for the club. We'll give you a bit of an alternative view and some exclusive content there. And our Rabbitos. TV YouTube channel is growing. We're approaching a thousand subscribers. That's our goal. And we've shared some videos on there that have been quite popular. So rabbitosradio.com.au and Rabbitos TV. And sometimes you'll see them both in the same. So you'll see links to Rabbitos TV in the articles. So yeah, help us out. Have a look at that. Share. And you can also comment on those as well. There was one there against the Roosters. I think it was maybe. It went a little bit viral. Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah, the, the one in 1988. So I've been narrating some of the old file tapes because just an old file tape from the stands is, doesn't have much life. But if I'm talking over the top of it, makes it a bit more interesting, the fact that I played in the game. And, yeah, so, yeah, it's gone a bit viral and that's what we want. We want people to like our stuff and watch these videos that we produce. And we'd like to mix it up a bit too. So there's a bit of other stuff in there as well. I'm going to give a shout out to my old nemesis, David Rolls. We had plenty of battles on the field back in the day in the Coca-Cola knockout. He was playing for Green Valley. I was playing for Botany. Then later on, he moved on to Zetland and we had some battles there. And then we ended up being teammates in the under 15s, New South Wales side. So good bloke, Rolls. Shout out to you, mate. And you know him too, Brownie. Yeah, yeah, I know Rolls. Yeah, I used to um, 
sort of like watch Ralsey when he was coming through the, the grades. Uh, he was a little bit older than the same age as you, Mova. Yep, so exactly yeah, same age, 1968. Yeah, but uh, great memories of him when he used to play in the Commonwealth Bank Cup, him and Tony Casado, another yep. former Rabbit, uh, former Parramatta player. Yeah. Yeah, so he was a good player, Rosie, a stocky little 5'8", had all the skills in the world. And yeah, shout out to you, uh, Rosie. Yeah, Tony Casado was good too. I played, he played for the Eels as well. He was a good player. I and mean, he, he was in that Green Valley side as well. That was tough footy, the old Coca-Cola knockout back in the day. I think it was the... Might have been the 14s, or there was different age groups. So, yeah, that was always tough because us boys coming from the South Sydney comp out to play these guys out at Liverpool and the Penrith area, it was a, it was a real, real tough comp. And we had a draw with them in the grand final, I'll never forget it, and we lost because they scored the first try. And they went on about how they beat us, but I was going, hang on a minute, you didn't beat us, you had a draw. But they got the Commonwealth Bank Cup, not the, they got the Coca-Cola knockout, and we didn't. So. Well, the team I coached, mascot, we actually won the Coca-Cola Cup. So, uh, like yeah. you said, Mavar, it was a it was a tough one to win. You'd come up against some great teams, you know, from out west. Well, I think it was all the grand final winners of that it district. It was. It was exactly right. You'd have to win the grand final to do it, and we we won seven in a row. Botany, so we played in a few. Yeah. Uh-huh. And chaps, yeah, you, you've go. got a, you've got a shout out too. Yeah, shout out to a special South supporter, mate. He grew up in my area, Chris Martin, who's doing it tough um, with cancer. And I know he's had a long battle. I've had a bit of um, correspondence with him. Um, He's uh, got a very dry sense of humour. He's pretty funny on Twitter. Um, Chris Martin, you might have seen him if you're you're a Twitter Twitter follower. Um, He's a passionate South fan. He's doing it tough, mate. Shout out to you, Chris, mate. You would have, I know you would have been chuffed with that that win over the Roosters Friday night. We, we set up a Zoom chat, a couple of the boys from the Rabbit Warren, is it, Mavo? Rabbit Warren, yeah, and uh, yeah, a couple of other boys. And obviously, yeah. it, and it was um, was it Joe from the the old, he used to have the cafe down at Redfern for years. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Brad Ryder. Yeah, no, there's a, there a couple of good characters in there. We had a bit of a chat and a laugh about the game, while the, just just before the game and, and during the game. So. Hmm. Shout out to you, Chris. Um, hope you can get through this, mate. Yep. What's on the show, chaps? Yep. What's on the show, boys? We have got a big recap this week. A big recap with a massive game on Friday night. The, the fallout, um, the fantastic points we put on. Um, it, 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 I mean, I don't know about you two, but I've been talking about it for two days this game, so can't wait to chat about that one. We also... Have a chat with a South fan, Scott Singles. That was be my cousin. And you'll enjoy that chat. And remembering a rabbit this week is Shane Walker, one of the Walker brothers there. And we also preview that clash against the Dragons. Final game of the regular season, boys. Big show. Big show. Let's have a look at the recap. So, Trell. It's all about Trell and that incident. Now, firstly, we hope that Joseph Mane is okay. We're hearing that he's undergone surgery for facial fractures. And I did write an article for our website about this and hope he's okay. I do love Mane as a player. As much as I, I said this, as much as I hate the Roosters, love to hate the Roosters, I do admire Joseph Mane as a player. He's a fantastic footballer. He's one of the greats. Oh, brilliant. And, and I wish he played for us. So it's just a shame of how it went. Now, I did say that I don't think that Latrell had this intent. He just puts his body on the line, and, and you do want that out of your fullback. You want a fullback who's going to try and stop the 
try and it's a collision sport. And that was a heavy collision. Unfortunately for Luttrell, his shoulder did contact with poor old Joey's face and the result was quite confronting. There was a video circulating where the trainer got him to hold his nose and when he blew, then the cheek popped out. It was dreadful to see and no one wants to see that. But all this Luttrell bashing out there, all these people calling him grubs and that, wake up to yourselves, right? He's a great young bloke. He's a great young rabbit and he's playing footy. And, foot, and sometimes injuries happen, boys. And, um, yeah, it, it looks like we're going to lose him for six to nine weeks. And that's a bit of a devastating blow. But what I did say in the article, that, another article that I wrote, was that there was a lot of positives to take out of the game. You know, the AJ scored a hat trick. The GOAT had a blinder. Cameron Murray. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is a big talking point, though, uh, Brownie. Well, it is, Mavo. Like you said, it was uh, devastating to lose Luttrell and took the shine basically off what was, you know, probably a great performance uh, from the Rabbitohs. And uh, just in regards to Luttrell, like you said, Mavo, he, he plays, um, you know, he plays the game hard. He, he plays with aggression and he plays on the edge. Now, sometimes that comes with a consequence because uh, you'll, you know, there's only, there's no room for error basically when, when you play like Luttrell does. And in that tackle, that particular tackle, in that particular tackle, uh, a couple of things did go wrong. You know, there was a, you know, a gag I had hold of him. He, he was pulling him down. So, look, a, a number of different um, areas where, you know, the tackle could have been, oh, I don't know, could have been stopped. Um, but unfortunately, you know, Troll has got himself in hot water and, uh, you know, we probably won't see him uh, again this year. But on the back of that, a great performance um, by the boys. I thought we had a really good power game in the first half. It all went to plan in the first half, chaps. And, uh, you know, we actually run, you know, for a thousand metres, um, nearly double what the Roosters run for. So it just proved that, that our big men were doing the job. Oh, yeah, I thought our first half. I mean, both halves were pretty good. There was a period in the second half where we sort of, uh, off the back of a Lamb Knight um, offload, turnover possession, they got on top for a little bit there. But um, the first half, I thought defensively, they were outstanding, Brownie. Driving in defence in particular, if you remember, Jaden Sewell put two monster shots on straight after when um, Joseph Manu scored that try. And again, we considered a try to a kick. I mean, that's probably something for, for Wayne and the boys to work on. Um, especially off the back of that, that Penrith game. But, boys, we, we, we got off to a flyer there, didn't we? I mean, we didn't – we didn't we tried, tried to build pressure. We didn't try and push any passes and that. We were pretty patient. Um, there was, there was one, one incident early in the game. Um, it didn't have any effect on the result. But Totola, inconclusive evidence, the referee got in the way. I, I reckon that could have been a try, that one. Came flying off his nerd, mm. bouncing in the end goal. He caught it. He went straight to the referee. And unluckily for, for Junior, there was there was no insufficient evidence. Well, yeah, by, by the looks of it, uh, he, he thought he scored the try, did it? Oh, he did, yeah. 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 And the ball from Cameron Murray in his 100th game. What a player. Like, just before that, he strips the ball, turns the, turns the whole momentum of the game. And then he, he passes that ball just off the ground. And, yeah, oh, like, Junior's, Junior's not a fibber. I think he... <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But just going back to that hit on Fletcher Baker, chaps. Like, this is people that are bagging that hit from the troll. We love seeing the big hits, nothing better. And we love seeing poor old Fletcher Baker grabbing his ribs for the next 20 minutes, you know, and <laughs> this is, we love the contact of the sport. We love the big hits and, and, and 
putting dents in the opposition. Unfortunately, that one went wrong, but... Well, Charles went wrong, but uh, in mitigating circumstances, he was falling. If you have a look at the, the first point of contact, he dropped a little bit. There's no way Latrell goes in there, like Phil Gould said. He's not going in there to, to break someone's jaw. He's going in there to, to stop a try, put a big shot on. Um, look, if the pass goes on the inside of Tedesco, he runs around under the post. But anyway, we'll move past that. But um, Campbell Graham um, sort of had a 50-50 strip went against him there, boys. I mean, I, I mean that basically inconclusive. And then, and that's exactly right, Movo. That's when um, Cam Murray did that strip. And then we uh, basically put on a couple of tries after that. What about, what about the, the work in the middle of the field, Bruni? That, that's been coming on the last few weeks. Cam Murray to Nico, Cam Murray to, to, to Tola. That, that, that's starting to develop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just mixing the game up. A lot of the teams probably expect us to go always go out the back and play our shape plays. And Cam's doing a, a wonderful job there playing that link man and just mixing it up. He's, like we said, uh, you know, many times before, he's a complete player. He can do it all. Mm. And, you know, them little tip-ons, geez, we've scored a couple of tries off them over the last couple of weeks, and uh, the GOAT must be loving it, running off Cameron Murray. Yeah, well, I just mentioned it before, and I think I, I mentioned in, in the junior to Tyler incident, it was actually, so, because I just watched the replay, Cameron strips the ball, then he puts the GOAT in for his try, his first of his two tries, first career double for the GOAT, and we sent him a message, and he's he thanked us for congratulating him. So, what a player. The GOAT I scored a double, Brownie, he hasn't got a hat-trick like you yet, I know, but there could be one around the corner the way he's going, running on the edge there off, off Cameron. 245 metres, boys, on the ground, uh, a career high for the for the big fella. He's, he's flying, and I, I I posed a question to Damien Cook a, a few weeks ago. Maybe, I think I sent you the footage. Um, mm. I said, is he the most improved player in the game? And he, and he completely agreed with me. And, I, I, I mean, should there be an award for the most improved player in the competition? Oh, well, the there, if there is... He wins it hands down. No oh, doubt sure. about that. And there, there is when you're coming through at the junior level, there, there's a most improved. So why not have it yeah. uh, in the top grade? Best back, best forward, best and fairest, all those. But uh, and the <laughs> rocks, the rock star Jackson Paulo, special mention to him. Two tries and a, a brilliant try assist. This kid has got some silky skills, chaps. That little ball on the inside to put Latrell over, like that is just poise under pressure. And he, yeah, he's, he's got a big future and it's exciting that he's come in and bang, score and try setting him up. Made it look pretty easy, mate, didn't he? Yes, um, he did. And I thought he, he got involved a bit, a couple more carries on the weekend, a couple of big tough carries coming out of our own end, which we're going to need come finals time. And I think uh, I think he's going to be sitting on the wing for the rest of the year on that right-hand side, Brownie. Yes, he is. Yeah, he certainly is, mate. I um, He was one player that I thought probably um, was in the side a week too late. I thought he might have got the nod over Josh Mansour the week before, but mm. hey, look, who, who am I to uh, tell Wayne who to pick and not to pick, but it was just my opinion. But I thought the win was um, really set up with a, a big defensive effort in the first half. Uh, we only came up with five missed tackles. Our contact was good. Our speed off the line. Yeah, just that first half just went the plan just perfectly. 83% completion rate. So we've done everything right. Now, I think I messaged uh, you boys at halftime and I said, this second half is really going to show where we're at. And I said to myself, let's just go out there and complete the first five sets. And we will dead set do a job on the Roosters. Mm. We got to the fourth set. We completed. 
And then Liam Knight makes that error down deep on our line, backed yep. it up with a penalty. And like you said, chaps, uh, the Roosters sort of like uh, got back in the game there for a, a little period, something that we're, you know, we're accustomed to where we just lapse uh, for 5, 10, 15 minutes of the game. And, uh, but then we, we got hold of the game once again. And uh, unfortunately, that ugly incident occurred. And, um, you know, things went a, a little bit pear-shaped. I mean, we went on with the job. But there was a little bit of spite in the game. The old rivalry come back. Well, oh, a bit of spite in that second half once that Latrell's incident and when he got sent to the bin. And we ended up putting on 30 unanswered points when, when the collars, when they all got hot under the collar. There were six charges out of the game, boys. Yeah. Judiciary mm. was um, working overtime. I mean, we had, we had a couple of boys charged. Um, Liam Knight looks like um, he could miss some time. Liam Knight. Um, Gags was fine for contrary conduct. I think he. He abused the referee in that uh, when he had that when he got sent off for ten minutes. Yeah, that was Walker was lying lying all over Cody Walker. Cody Walker was trying to get up, so Gags went in to try to rip him off, and yeah, and Tupanua took offence to it. And fair enough, backing up his teammate, but um, yeah, it, it certainly. I think even Egan Butcher did a spear tackle there. He uh, was a the on hosting Russia tackles all over the joint. It was, it was madness. It had a bit of everything, and yeah, Gags got picked up. On the audio, dropping a an expletive, and uh, I think Dan Ganane on the call said, "Oh, there's one for the swear jar." So because it was <laughs> it was heard clear as day. But apart from that, like you said, Chess, there's a couple of charges. Every starting forward ran over 100 meters, except for Cookie, obviously. And then Big Tommy, 200 meters off the bench. It was wow. great production. Hosty was good. Jai Arrow was sensational. I thought. And I thought Sewell was good. Jason Sewell was too. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Both our back rowers, I wrote this in the article, both the back rowers, the whole forward pack, and then, you know, even the, the, the production off the bench. But, yeah, Thomas giving you 200 metres off the bench and your other starting front, front row giving you 200 metres. So that wears sides down. So that yeah. really positives. Yeah, definitely, mate. I thought our power game really laid a, a really good platform, uh, you know, for our, our spine to do, you know, our crafty, the crafty things that they do and, you um, yeah, really good performance all around. I'm sure it was, boys. Um, I mean, I thought Cody Walker just—he he just took over that game that last 15 minutes. Yeah, he just was like, everywhere. A couple of repeat sets, didn't overplay his hand, built pressure. In the end, uh, the Roosters—I don't think I've seen a Roosters team with, with lack of effort and, um, and energy in that in that last 20 minutes. So I pretty much put the white flag up there. You don't see that very often from a Trent Robinson ah. coach team. There Correct. is one rooster I want to give a rap to. He's a South Junior. Um, we, you mentioned him just before, Egan Butcher. I thought he was, he was, their, be, he was their best player, Brownie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he scored his first try in the top grade last week and it was only his first starting appearance on, on the weekend. Uh, I just want to give him a rap and a shout-out to Blake Butcher, his old man. So, yeah, keep it up, Egan. Went well, yep. mate. Blake Butcher, former Rabbitoh. We'll have to get him on for a chat too. His story would be great. Both of his sons play in first grade. But and the other, one thing we haven't mentioned is there was a bit of a scare with Bruno. And he looks like he's, he's extended his knee and he was struggling. He went off. We thought, oh, hello, what's going on here? In sort of good news, I think he came back on and kicking, kicking goals like nothing was wrong. So it looks like he might be okay. We'll have to check on that. Now, People have been saying when he was off, we were struggling. He comes back on, we score four tries because he digs into the line. And there might be something in that, or it might be just the, that part of the game that just wasn't happening for us. But we're going to talk about it a bit later because we've got some stuff to talk about because we're hearing that, perhaps we're hearing that 
Blake Taff has been handed the fullback role. And will players be rested on mass? We're going to have a look at the Dragons game later in the show. Yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later on, boys. Let's move on to Rabbitohs news, brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home, the place to play, or the bunnies are away. Now, the Juniors have started the Jumble Online Raffles hosted by Maroon, the great man, Triple M's Maroon, top bloke. And that's starting this Thursday, the 2nd of September at 6.30, and we'll share a link to that. And I've already gone on there to support the club. And I've, you can buy five tickets for $5, all the way up to 250 tickets for $100. And you can win $250 vouchers at Woolies, Caltex, Big W. And I think I just went in and bought 25 bucks worth. I got 35 tickets. So that's just, I think that's just a way to keep the club going. It must be hard for them. They've been locked down. They've got a, four premises. And so this might be just a way to keep it ticking over. We'll speak to Keith McCraw from the juniors during the week. And we'll give you a report on how that goes next week. Now, this is Rabbitohs news, but we also like to do a bit of NRL news. We've moved that segment up here. And the big news from last night's game is that the Storm got rolled. They didn't break the record. They needed to win that game to do it. Just shows that the Eels, if the Eels can beat the Storm, we can beat the Storm and the Eels and Penrith come finals time. Brownie? Well, it'll just give a lot of other teams confidence now. It just opens up a can of worms with the competition. It just means that the competition's is up for grabs, basically. And, and we're in there fighting for it. So we're going to be one of them teams that are going to take a lot of confidence out of that. And, you know, with our form on the weekend, uh, look out. Here we come. And you watched that game, chaps, didn't you? You, you thought that the ball... Yeah, had- I mean, they bounced the ball, didn't go there. Well, Parramatta just wanted it more. Simple as that. Uh, they were running harder, which, you know, we expected from them. After the first 12 weeks of the season, they're on fire. But it's, all that running hard and tackling hard has been, hasn't been there for Parramatta. But it was there last night. Um, Pappenhausen at the back, lacking a bit of confidence, a bit of zip. I, I don't know if he's the player he was um, before his um, serious head knock. Um, Brownie, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what happens there. Yeah, look, I, I didn't see a great deal of the game. But I did hear um, Moses getting interviewed after the game. And he, and he said... Said they played a little bit unconventional by kicking early and just getting down the other end of the field and and backing your defence. And that's something that we've got to do. And that's something that we did on the weekend, I thought, really well. Coming up with only five missed tackles in that first half uh, is build your game around defence. Yep. Defence wins games. Let's move into our interview of Scott Singles, brought to you by NG Farrow Real Estate. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners, we've got a special guest on. He's a mad South Sydney fan. You might have seen him at games. You would have heard him. I'm sure you would have heard him at games. He's one of the loudest South fans going around. He happens to be my cousin as well, and I love him very much. Scott Singles, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate. Thanks, cuz. Thanks. Greeny boy, what's doing? No, not too much, mate. We're all banging, banging up in lockdown again, mate. There's not much we can do, so we're going to sit here and do what we do best, Scott. We talk about the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, where are you from and what was it like growing up there? Uh, grew up at uh, Botany, Banks Meadow, or the old man would call it South Mascot. Uh, it's always been South Mascot. And uh, <laughs> went to South Sydney High at Maroubra, same as you, Mavo, and uh, very ordinary league player myself. But uh, you were one of the greatest there, Mavo, I know that. And then um, living in Hillsdale now, living the good life. Beautiful, mate. Now, what some of your earliest memories of the Rabbitohs, mate? 
probably 89, greatest year we had for a while. And uh, we were minor premiers. And um, I remember your dad taking, we went to the semifinals all together. And uh, then your old man taking me and Miles and leaving you at home for the 89 grand final. And we had seats behind where Chica Ferguson scored the match. It um, wasn't the winning try, but it was, yeah, we are all going for Canberra that day because Balmain and Canberra. Give it to us, and uh, yeah, we obviously bought tickets six weeks before. To I, didn't get in the want to, I didn't want to go because if South weren't in it, I wasn't. I didn't want to go. Simple no, way. I think you're still filthy on me for that. I, I know. I know <laughs> the fact that your, your dad uh, took us. How old were we at the time? It took me and Miles instead. So yeah, uh, that was my first grand final, and probably one of the greatest grand finals of all time, except 2014, obviously. But yeah, and you're a keen golfer, a bit like Mavo, mate. You're a keen golfer, and and. Uh, Apparently, you can hit them pretty well, mate. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, average, but uh, yeah, up until 2014, used to play a lot. And then 2014, had my baby, and uh, that was it. <laughs> no more golf. Yeah, uh, families get in the way of uh, the golfing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think I went from seven to 15 in um, with one one baby, maybe. So <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Scotty, just going back to the footy a little bit, uh, you mentioned the 89 side and you would have seen many great players playing this, the famous red and green. Who were some of your favourite players that you used to look up to uh, when you were a kid and, and coming through following the Mighty Rabbitohs? Well, Darren, um, Brownie, I've got to say that uh, my idolised Ian Roberts because he's a botany boy. Oh, sorry, for my dad out there, South Mascot boy. He grew up in uh, botany, Ian did, around the corner from me. And um, I idolised him. He was the iron was he was he was the greatest. And I actually worked with him for the last five years. So I chewed his ear off for five years. And uh, one of the most humblest, nicest, hard hitting blokes ever. I I think I cried for three days when he went to Manly. Um, but you have to do what you have to do. And uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I have a really soft spot for Jimmy Sedaris. Loved Jimmy Sedaris all my life. Loved Jimmy Sedaris. Obviously, Phil Blake. Stuff like that. I don't even remember you, mate, though. Uh, Brownie, I remember you with a Canterbury jersey on. That's why I probably didn't like you as much. But, um, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> you. And, obviously, when we were getting back in the comp, good mate of mine, Paul McNicholas and um, guys like that, yeah, awesome, aw- awesome, like, South Sydney uh, in their veins. If you need a bit of a refresher, you can go to Rabbitohs TV and see a bit of me and the big DB in action. But, uh, uh, mate, you mentioned the 2014 grand final and, you know, you, Reggie was, uh, Reggie Chapel, he, I think he's adopted Cashy. Is Cashy ahead of Grant in the picking order on that thing? A hundred percent. He's adopted Cashy, hundred percent. Yeah. He's, a, he, yeah, he's uh, the optimist. You mean Cashy the optimist? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's another guy we've got to get on to because he, he's a great man and I've known him for a long time and he, he loves the bunnies too. But tell us about your... 2014, that magical day. Grand oh, what a year. What, what a year. What a day. Uh, we were lucky enough to buy $1,000 tickets on the halfway line. Where Me and my wife had better tickets than Gallo and Pickles, and I was very, very happy with that. <laughs> and I could see them behind me, and that was – I got I trumped Gallo for a chance, for a chance. <laughs> which is unbelievable. You don't, you, don't go, you don't trump the Gallos very often. And, uh, um, and yeah, it was the best probably – yeah, best ever. And I actually got to swindle into the juniors <laughs> and uh, waiting for, I think it was the longest lap of honour they've ever done. I think it took three hours for him to get back to, to Kingsford and I actually got into the room at the juniors. I don't think 
uh, Grant's brother Miles was too happy about that. And I got into the room at the juniors and um, now we yeah, got so celebrated with the boys. Yeah, um, celebrated with the boys, and and yeah, it was something that you just don't forget. Like the day that that day it was a brilliant year. Birth of your one and only baby, and and South winning the grand final. <laughs> how, how, how could you go wrong? Yeah, it was like a weighted lifted off the collective shoulders of a of an entire community, a, a football club, ex players like me and Brownie, and it was just something to savor because we were getting sick of the empty cupboard photos and you know like since black and white we hadn't won a comp and to finally get that monkey off our back was a was a great day wasn't it yeah well the, the semi-final the week before against the roosters i remember i think it was 14 nil down Minnie had scored a couple of tries and and then uh, i think mitchell pierce got into sato's ear and give him a gobful or something like that and then he just fired up and sato was fantastic that day and then I, we, we smashed the roosters to get in the gf and because um, many people, you, you sort of like felt like we're on eggshells. Can we make this GF? Can we make this GF? And yeah, I'll, probably best day of my life. Yeah, awesome. You were sitting behind me at that Roosters game. And I I freely admit I made a bit of a pork chop of myself. I got had a few too many uh, vodka lemonades and was running up and down the sideline. But it was a that was a great day too, wasn't it? Oh, my God. I, I can't believe... Uh, remember, I remember you uh, hugging you that many times and saying, we're in the GF, we're in the GF. And I thought I was just going to wake up and go, no, we're not in the GF, you know. like, it was, yeah. But it was amazing. You didn't have too many vodkas, mate. That was just passion, so much passion coming out of you that day, mate. It was beautiful to watch. Scotty, we, uh, we just mentioned the Roosters and on the weekend, uh, we just spoke about it in our recap. Um, we, we've done a job on it, but it was, it's all coming to cost where we've lost probably one of our greatest players uh, in Latrell Mitchell. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we very unlucky. Like, obviously, one red eye, one green eye. We brought him here to win a comp, to play finals. Last year, he had an injury. This year, he's not going to be with us, which is so unfortunate. But we got to obviously got to get over it and get back into it. But no one's even mentioning we won the wrong Coop Cup. We beat him by 50 again. <laughs> the, 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 they're just pittance, these this mob, and uh, I, no one's mentioning that. Like, Robbo's very happy with us. He would have been stoked at the, the, the Mitchell thing because he didn't have to talk about his own team and the struggles that he's in and the struggles that he's going to go in in his rebuilding stage. But we won't talk about them because it's all about us, and uh, we're going to finish top. We didn't matter about finishing, yeah, top three. We'll have Taffy give him a, give him a run and uh, another South Junior. Yeah, and um, we'll we'll be right. We'll be right. We're, we're there. We're, we're punching well above our weight as usual, I think, and uh, we'll be there. Rugby league's all about fairy tales, mate, and uh, I'm hoping this one is going to be a fairy tale for the young kid Blake Taff. Oh, the La Perouse community would go. Oh, that would be unreal. I could just imagine Darren and Brad's face when we make the GF and he's man of the match in the grand final, Blake T- uh, Blake T- Blakey Taff. That, yeah, that's what dreams are made of. You're right. One of one of what price he was for Clive Churchill mid midweek yeah. last this week. <laughs> yeah, might have, been, might have been twenty thousand to one, but I think he's he'd be firm yeah. and he'd be firm and by the day. Don't worry about that. Well, there's there's always can be stories about that Grant because you know uh, Joyce, Joyce, you always, Joyce, you always like to pick a fullback. She loves yeah. picking the fullback to win to win the Clive Churchill, just like her her, her old man, uh, her old husband there, Clivey. The late well, Clive you talk about it, Grant, things can happen with your kids. Like if Darren has, has some money on his son at 500,000 to one, I remember Rory McElroy won the British Open. When he was 11 years of age, his dad 
you, he framed a market for his son. I think it would have been Ladbrokes or something. It was a thousand to one for him to win a major, Rory McIlroy. And I think I, I do remember the day that he, his dad said he had 50 on it at a thousand to one to win a major at the age of 11. Um, so hopefully Darren's had a few. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think? Do you reckon um, they'll play AJ or they'll, they'll play him in the first week? I, I'm, I'm not sure, boys. What, what's your no, opinion tough, on that? Taffy's got the nod. Don't worry about that. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Because yep. AJ is unbelievable. If AJ wasn't out for two weeks, he, he would have been the leading try scorer of all time. Yeah. Yeah, well, AJ on the left, the lethal left, I think he's got to stay there. And look, the Storm getting beat last night has opened up a few eyes and said, look, this competition's wide open. And we've all without Latrell. It's going to be without by the looks of it now. We can win this. The way they performed against a, you know, a depleted opposition last night, but they played good, completed well. And, you know, a lot of that attack... Friday night. Friday night. What did I say, last night? Or yeah. Was it the night before? Anyway. Night shift. There you shift. go. <laughs> I'm, a shift, I'm a shift worker. I don't know what day it is, but, yeah... A lot of the stuff that we created the other night, Latrell wasn't anywhere near. So there's still a lot of positive signs. And I did write an article for that in rabbitosradio.com.au on our website. And yeah, I think all is not lost. And there's a few more twists and turns to come in this season. I think the MRC will be involved in last night's game. Has to be. There was a few, uh, uh, yeah, there was a few incidents last night in the Melbourne game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not saying oh, hopefully everyone gets suspended, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, seven days a long time in rugby league, mate. So you never know what, what could happen over the next couple of weeks um, leading to this big final series. Anyway, Scott Singles, thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, mate. I'll see you boys very, very soon. Uh, enjoy lockdown and uh, we'll uh, give it to St. Merge on the weekend. See you boys. Thanks, Ingles. Good on you, Thanks, boys. Good on you, mate. See you, buddy. Keep eating them, str- keep eating them straight, Mavo. I'll try. Well, there you go, boys. Uh, one of the most passionate South fans um, going around, Scotty. He's, uh, and he's a lovely bloke. He's a great dad and a great husband, too. Yeah, it was great to uh, great to hear a couple of his old players. He mentioned Aaron Roberts, but one player that he did mention, he's a very good mate of ours, is, uh, and we want to get him on the show, is Jimmy Sedaris. Mm. He did a lot for this club. Um, another local junior who played with that great Zetlin team coming through uh, the young ranks. And he also ran, won Rookie of the Year here. So, you know, he's a great player, uh, Jimmy Sedaris. Yeah, he is. And like I did mention Rabbitohs TV because we're always trying to give it a plug for that, our YouTube channel. And a couple of the highlights packages that I've put up recently featured Jimmy just slicing through. His attack was sensational. He could run the ball, tough as nails. Yeah. Good player, even better bloke, as they say. But um, yeah, singles, Botany boy, went to South Sydney High. Yeah, he's he's always pumps my tyres up when I see him. So if ever I'm feeling a bit down, I'll singles. <laughs> so, yeah, good bloke, champion. And his old man, the lizard, he didn't mention, he's a mascot, bit of a mascot legend. He used to deliver our newspapers here. I called him the paper man. But he's a good bloke too. He used to plot against me when I was playing for Rovers and he was had a bit to do with the mascot side featuring Toddy Curran and, and Skippy and all that. So snowy down. So they were a fair side. They knocked us over in the in the D grade and I got knocked out. But that's another story for another day. But yeah, the singles. And, and mum's, a, mum's a lovely lady too. She uh, used to work at the RMS, the uh, 
uh, what do you call it now, Service New South Wales, and just to do the, the the driving test. She's she's nice lady, chaps. Arnie, yeah, Arnie Robin, yeah, Arnie Robin, she, yeah. Um, she passed me on my piece many years ago. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, I'm I'm sure I did a good job, but no, she's a she's a great lady, Arnie Rob. Um, and you speak about the lizard, yeah, they all grew up in King Street mascot. My it's my um my mother's um, youngest brother. Little Rodney, they used to call him, but yeah, no, King Street mascot. That's why they're all Mad South fans. Tell me how he got the name the Lizard. What? Because he drinks a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbitohs Radio was brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs, Export Freight Systems, and NG Farrah Real Estate, who just bought you that little chat with the great man Scott Singles. There they are. There, NG Farrah and Stephanie Farrah. Congratulations. She just achieved the highest sale ever for a two-bedroom apartment in Coogee. 2.2,770,000 for two-better in Coogee. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a fair price, Brownie. That's, a, that's pretty good. She's a, and she's a great agent, Stephanie, more importantly. Yeah, she definitely is. Uh, the daughter of uh, Glenn Farrah, who is one of the partners of the organisation and one of the founders. Um, his old man started the organization back in 1962 so they've been around for quite some time NG Farrow real estate and still achieving great results and what a what a top uh top result for a two-bedroom apartment in Coogee 2.7 yep and that will roll speaking of Coogee remembering a rabbit I was brought to you by South historian South historian Brad Ryder and he's a Coogee man and there's a story came up during the week. I'm just going to share it with you. Brad lost his wife in a car accident 20 years ago this week in 2001. And he made a post on his Facebook and he said, he'll never forget the support of the South Sydney Football Club and the members. And it helped him get through his darkest hour. And he said, Craig Coleman was on the phone to him straight away and said, mate, feel, I'm feeling for you. And he said, I've been good mates with Tiger ever since then. Then he said he was at the reunion, the South reunion a week later, and Mario Fennick comes up to me and said, mate, we're so sorry. You know, so two club legends have, have took their time to, to thank Brad, and he said so many messages of love and support from this great club, and he never forgot that. And then on a, on a happy note, Brad met Yvonne, and they were married in 2006, and they live happily now in Coogee, and he's a bit of a Coogee legend, Brad Ryder, and, yeah, and he's also our man. For our Remembering Rabbitoh, and this week, chaps, it is Shane Walker. Shane Walker, Rabbitoh player number 994. Born on the 1st of March, 1978, into Womba, Queensland. He's a hooker, boys. Played his whole career as a hooker. He went to St Mary's High School up there in um, Toowoomba and was selected in the Australian Schoolboys team of 1995. So he was a standout through... All those junior grades, and so were these brothers. Um, obviously, had the brothers Ben and Chris Walker, who both played for the Rabbitohs as well, boys. Now, he made his debut for Brisbane Broncos in 1996, and become a didn't come become a regular first grader until about 98, 99. And one of I've one of his, got, um, I've just got something on that chaps. So I had a look at his debut. Have a look at the a couple of his teammates in '96. In the centres was Darren Lockyer and Darren Smith. Ben Walker, obviously, was his brother, was playing 5'8". Shane Webke, 
Kerrod Walters and Chris Johns. So it was, a, it was a bit of talent in that lineup. He come off the bench in and they got beat. I reckon. They got beat. Well, speaking of talent, well, what about the lack of talent in 2002 when he captained a baby Broncos team? We came down to Campbelltown and beat the West Tigers, and it was the first game Craig Bellamy ever coached in first grade on his own. Um, there was none less than seven debutantes on that day. Wow. Which you don't see that very often, seven debuts in the same game. They end up knocking them off. And he said, the way Craig Bellamy broke that game down, he said, Hassan Saylor was the winger for the Tigers. He said, watch what he does from a scrum. He, he leaves, uh, he comes 20 metres in from the sideline every scrum. So I want you to attack attack from the scrum whenever he, whenever you see where he is. And, and sure enough, Craig Bellamy's game plan worked down to a tee and the baby Broncos knocked off the Tigers at Campbelltown on that um, famous night. Yeah, and he went on to a somewhat illustrious coaching career. Billy Ake, didn't he? So... <laughs> Oh, and, then ended, and then he ended up at the at the bunnies, chaps. Yeah, and he and he popped down to the bunnies to to join his his younger brother Chris, and and he's got a bit of a statement there. Um, Mova, you want to read that little statement out? Of I will. Yeah, we've got some words from Brad here, but he also scored a try on debut at Stadium Australia in two thousand and three, the very first time he pulled on the red and green. So not many people can say that. And he said he came down in in two thousand and nineteen. He said this. It was because Chris was going there. I heard how easy it was going for going to be to get mixed up in the wrong crowd in Sydney. I thought it was a fair chance that he would go off the rail, my brother. So I went down to help him out. I wasted my time, didn't I? Ten weeks later, he went to the evil, he went to the evil empire, the Sydney Roosters, and asked for a release from South. <laughs> but he did say, he went on and he said, I understood the significance playing with South and the history. I recognise I was lucky to wear the red and green and play with South. You'd win a game come up the escalators at the Leeds Club at Redfern and the place would be packed. We all remember that. And the supporters would be in the auditorium. Different guys would come up and talk to you and they'd be whipped up into a frenzy. It was wonderful because in that Redfern area, there was a lot of battlers. On top of that, they fought like hell to get their team back in the competition. There was a lingering memory of that and the thought that perhaps their team might be taken away from them again if they didn't start winning. And that was a worry at the time. They were always proud of you, but they wanted a winning team to be happy about. And so since then, we we started off with some wooden spoons and we all had that worry about getting a winning team and we finally got one. Um, yeah, we ended up being successful. He was, in, he was at the Rabbitohs in a tough period. Look, he, he played from the Broncos from 96 to 2002 and played with the Rabbitohs from 2003 to 2006, had a winning percentage of 23%. We had, we had some tough... Mm. Tough couple of years there, um, but but he was a mainstay at hooker, uh, and he was quite an organising hooker. We didn't have the, the greatest cattle around him. I think he worked in well with his brother Ben one year. Brett Ben played a, a couple of years down there with us. Mm. Um, mate, tough, I, tough as my memories of him. He would have been there when, when you were there, Brownie. Um, yeah, yeah, that. he was. He, he was sort of like uh, I think. Did you say he came in 2003? I think he, he might yeah, have. Yeah, 2003 right. to 2006. Played 67 games there. Yeah, no, like you said, chaps, he was a uh, uh, an organising hooker and quite tough as well. Oh yeah, um, you know, played the played the game hard and uh, yeah, it was a good player who came at, to the club in, in some difficult times and like you said, his win ratio wasn't great at, at the club, but you know, that was just a period of, that we were going through at that time and uh, 
Yeah, I think he came through the golden era at the Broncos as well as a young kid. Yeah, he did. He was there in that 98, 99 when they were really successful. Um, oh, they were very successful um, through that period, the 90s and the two, in early 2000s, uh, the Broncos. So he would have had a, a fair bit to do a lot of those stars that came through. He's a character as well. Yeah, he had, if you remember, he used to have a handlebar mo. Yeah, the big mo. <laughs> He's a bit of a write-off, on he? He was a real character, but he was a real student of the game, and and that's why him, that's why all the brothers got together and became coaches after they retired um, up there at Ipswich, mm. and they ended up getting them to a a, a title in 2015, boys, and they made the semi-final six times there in nine years, and it was their style of football, which was championed by the legendary Toowoomba coach Duncan Thompson. Known as contract football, um, it was. You probably might have remembered it. It was things like going for the short kickoff each time. Um, when, when you're in defence, not not lying in the ruck and slowing the play the ball down. They wanted the opposition to play the ball quicker, so so they get the ball back a little bit quicker. Uh, it, it was successful there for a little while, but it it, it, it must have faded out there. People must have uh, been up been up to there. Caught up to their tricks in that in the end, I think, Mova. Yeah, well, they, they sort of like didn't have, sorry, Mova, to cut you off, but they sort of like didn't have any settlers. They just sort of like, soon they got the ball, they they shifted it to one side, then they came back the other side, players in motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very un- unconventional style footy. And look, it worked for them up there, but there were reports that they were, they were applying for a lot of Sydney jobs or, or NRL jobs. Um, but yeah, they haven't succeeded just as yet. No, well, the, Warriors were considering considering them even last year. So they may not be finished yet as far as being a coaching force for Walker boys. And some of their stuff has been adopted. The Rabbitohs go for the short kickoff quite often now because what you do is you weigh up the, the pros and cons and a lot of people go, well, look, the, the, the pros of getting possession are more important than sacrificing, say, 40 metres. And like you said, Brownie, sometimes it's easier to defend on your line. So it's not much difference. So, you, you, you know, if you're a chance of being a 50-50 to get possession, so there, there is... It's based, it's based on a high skill level too. And you can have a look at um, the kid we played against Friday night. He, he's only 18 years of age, um, the young halfback from the Roosters. That's that's obviously Ben's son. And how high is the skill level on that bloke, boys? Yes. Yeah, yeah well... He's outstanding, but I'm well, sure yeah. they would have had a fair bit to do with him. Yeah, he would have been brought up watching all, all them games and uh, watching that style of footy, and he plays exactly the same way. Yeah. He, got, and... he kept running on the last, didn't he? He got caught running on the last <laughs> late in that game, I remember. But, but that's that's just having a crack in that he's always he's always up for it. But uh, the boys were up to the task on him the other night. He isn't. Remembering a rabbit, remembering a rabbit I was brought to you by Export Freight Systems and... Yeah, when the rabbit, when when the roosters, I'm having a shocker. When the roosters brought him in, I was like, he was gonna, he was killing it, and he still is, and he's got a huge future. But you know, it was, he was sort of bought in at a young age and didn't shirk it, and he's 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 a great player. And so the the Walker quality football genes run in in the young fellas' veins as well. Oh, for sure, I'm sure they'll um, get involved in coaching down the track somewhere, mate. Who knows? They might even coach. Young Sam Walker one day. You never, never know. Yeah. Rugby league. Anyway, we might move on to a preview of that clash against the Dragons up there at Sunshine Coast Stadium, Saturday night, 7.30. The second game we're going to play at the Sunshine Coast this year, boys. So 
obviously we played the Warriors there earlier this year. Now the Dragons, they're out, they're out, mate. I, you can't pick the Dragons. They, they seem to be leaking points at will. Uh, last time we played them, we, we put on a, a big score after the, the game was delayed. It was supposed to be in Rock, Rockhampton, wasn't it? That was a game we were delayed. We ended up playing a day or two later, and uh, we didn't have too much trouble with them. And well, at a full strength lineup, I reckon we could put sixty or seventy on the Dragons. But Wayne Bennett did indicate that he's going to um, rest a few players. There's nothing to gain from this game. Um, you can only lose players in a game like this, as we've seen on Friday night. We lost the twelve for the season, by the looks of it. Um, the one change that will definitely be coming in: Blake Taff will be playing fullback. Whether or not they want to rest um, Dan Gagai, possibly. I don't think Campbell Graham or AJ will rest. They've had a few weeks out. Um, Cody Walker, would you possibly rest your star Cody Walker and bring Benji Marshall in at halfback? Um, Adam Reynolds, I'd say he'll be definitely be rested with that, that knee injury. We're not sure how that pulled up yet. Mm. And the possibility of resting the two, two starting front rowers, Tommy and the GOAT, mate. They've, they haven't missed a game this year, boys. And I'd say Damian Cook will be rested as well. Well, I'd rest them all. I'd rest... Every player possible, whatever we've got in this 30-man squad, because on the other side too, you've got to think of all those guys that haven't had any football in that 30-man squad. And I suppose it's not really going to make a lot of difference now with one game of the a meaningless game of the regular season to go. But yeah, so you mentioned Benji there, he might start at half, or does Wayne Bennett bring in a Dean Hawkins or even a Lachlan Ilias who why not give him a little run out there and see how he goes? So that'll be an interesting thing. But all eyes will be on young Taffy. And from what we saw when he slotted into fullback in a couple of games this year, he played all right. And he, like you said, chaps, he covers the ground unbelievable. He's a, We've had him on the show and he told us he's played fullback his whole life. And more importantly, the, he's got the team's confidence because they've been training with him for the last two seasons and they know the kid can play. So like we said, spoke to singles about, let's hope it's a fairy tale story and, Every cloud has a silver lining, and this one might be one called Blake Taff, Brownie. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And uh, like you said before, Mavo, every time Taffy has been called upon, he's did the job. He hasn't never, not once looked out of place. He's had some really nice touches in the games that he's played and really looking forward to him. Uh, if he does get the nod, Chaps is uh, quietly confident that he will get the nod and um, I'm sure he, he'll step up to, to the occasion and, you know, rugby league's built on fairy tales and, and this could be another fairy tale. And the Dragons themselves, they, they've got a couple of young players that are uh, only uh, very new into the top grade and that Tyrell Sloan, I think his name is. Um, geez, they played good on the... Them young kids played good on the weekend. I know they didn't get the win, but, geez, they're exciting to watch. They all come the, through the under-20s together. Yeah, Buddy Sullivan, too. He's a good young player. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've unearthed a couple of uh, good young players. Probably not ready for the big as a first-grade defensive yet, but I'm sure they'll be up to speed um, with a big off-season. But, yeah. I mean, if we go back to Taff, I mean, we're obviously going to miss out on um, the power and, and finesse of Latrell Mitchell and... You know, you, 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 no one can replace him. You could, no one has got a Latrell Michelin reserve grade. But, but Blake Taff, what he does, he, he scrambling in defence, his effort areas, he's extremely quick over the ground. He tries to get the kicks on the full. He, he's probably got a, a couple of little things over Latrell, but um, who knows? Who knows? We might play a slightly different style of football. 
Yeah. I think um, in the middle of the field, I, th- I think he, he's the sort of player that's going to sniff around the ruck all the time. He's, he, he's involved in every play. Uh, you, you run 15, 16 kilometres in a game. He won't stop. Mm. So, a couple of Oregon, the out-in ball could be on with Taft back into the team. Mm. Right, A little straight first receiver, Cody Walker, back on the inside to the Taft to find out some um, tired forwards. I think they tried it against the Cowboys, if you remember, in that game, the last game he played. We played the whole game. There is mistake free. Scored a try as well. Um, yep. That was up in Newcastle that game in, a, in the driving rain. He's got good hands too, chaps. He set a try up for Tane Mill in his first appearance in first grade. So silky skills, and yeah. So we'll we'll see how we go. Seven thirty Saturday, and I think Brownie might have frozen up there, but I don't know if it's on the screen no. anyway. <clears throat> Just so we've got our stubby holders still on sale. If you want them, two for $20, hit us up and we'll post them out to you or we'll get them to you somehow. And please remember to rate and review on the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. That's where you can listen to us. And you can also watch us on Rabbitohs TV. So please subscribe on Rabbitohs TV. That's where you can find us in all those places. And yeah, so read our articles on rabbitohsradio.com.au. It's going to be an interesting day on Tuesday, Team List Tuesday. It is. Oh, and I was going to mention that. That's right. So we're just talking about the Dragons. We had planned to get Jacob Host on, but something came up today and Scott Singles filled in admirably. But we will get Hosty on during the week and we'll talk to him a little bit about some of his old mates at the Dragons and what it's going to be like taking him on his old club probably there. So that'll be good. Look forward to that. We'll share that on our Rabbitohs TV and you'll see it across all our socials. But Teamless Tuesday, yes, Brownie. It's going to be big. And... I wrote, I've been writing an article on that each week and last week I shared that on our website and people went and looked at that on our website. So if you look forward to that on Tuesday, you'll see the team list and an article that we write with our little bit of uh, opinion in there as well. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Yeah, well, it's about to wrap up this episode where it was another record-breaking week. Was the most wins. In a season by a South Sydney team, the most points scored, the most tries scored. It's the first time we've beaten the Roosters three times in a row since 1989 when you blokes were playing. Uh, what a season this this has become, boys. And there's a few more twists and turns to come. And who knows, we might be lifting that trophy. Hey, we put the first weekend of October. We put 50 on the chooks. Happy days. It was a great weekend. So <laughs> let's put it behind us and onwards and upwards. Up the mighty Rabbitohs, South Sydney marches on. And a quick one. On, on this day in 1908, boys, we won the first ever Rugby League Grand Final, 14-12 against the Roosters, boys, on this day in 1908. Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if it's Aussie for travel?